thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. It's good to hear you again. Yeah, good to hear you. You being uh, Mr. Brad. And you being Ryan. I mean, Andrew. Sorry. No. Nice try. I, <laughs> I, uh, I shoot guns in the desert once, and I come home, and I am Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you, well, yeah, yeah, you do go out and shoot trash. Yeah. Oh, God, that was funny. Um, yeah. Just, it, it's not a great story. So no one's missing out on anything, but it's just like, yeah, I don't want this chair anymore. Let's take it to the foot of the mountains and just plast it. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Mm, so uh, yeah, good so, to see you again. Yes, to, you too. Good to talk to all y'all out there in podcast land. Yeah. Um, it's been a bit, but uh, especially for us because you guys. Well, yeah, anyways, you guys um, got a little, uh, little taste of the uh, alien universe mm-hmm. uh but let's get to it uh yeah. i am really enjoying your picture <laughs> thank you that's that's great <laughs> and i want to know where you got the golden fork so what are you drinking i am drinking bad decision lemur which is uh the latest offering from nola's small batch ipa series 
feel like I keep repeating myself. I, I need to just isolate that clip where I say the latest offering from NOLA's mm-hmm. Small Batch IPA series. So I don't have to say it ever again. Um, but this is a uh, IPA made with Aramis, Cashmere, and Mistral hops. Uh, and it is named a little background here with the uh, Bad Decision Lemur on the can. Oh, yeah. So it is named after a throw that they got during that someone in NOLA got during Mardi Gras years ago. And uh, throws are people most notably know beads, but also people throw like glow sticks, bouncy balls, um, special crews will have like there's a crew called muses, which is the original all female crew. Um, and crews are basically just the people who ride on parade floats, but they also do throughout the year. They do, um, it's kind of like a social club. They do, they have parties, they do public service. They, um, they, they do stuff for the community throughout the year. And then on Mardi Gras, they just party. Yeah. So muses, um, they decorate high heels. Each, um, member of the crew decorates one, I believe. Maybe it, it's probably an option to decorate more, but everyone decorates one, and uh, it's a very coveted item down here. Oh, so they give them out, like, sparingly. Yes, yeah. Um, and one of the throws one year, uh, someone caught this lemur, this stuffed, like, purple, ratty-looking <laughs> lemur, and uh, the uh, bad, deci- bad decision lemur was born. And I guess that it's been uh, hanging out at the NOLA uh, canning line for years. Um, NOLA being the oldest outside of Abita, which um, is not actually in New Orleans. Um, NOLA is nine years old. It's coming up on 10 here. And uh, they are uh, the oldest. They're the first ones to get brewing after uh, Katrina. So Right. Hmm. So, Interesting. Yes, that's a good. Um, that's a nice little story you got going on there. Yeah, and the beer, fantastic. Yeah, well, good. Yeah, you gave yeah. it a four two five. Yeah, so it's um, um it's hoppy. It's uh, it's not quite like what you're having tonight. Not really that that juiciness that uh, that is uh, so on trend right now with good reason. Um, but it's uh, it's got that that little bit of bitterness to it, and it kind of has a like melon, like cantaloupe flavor. Okay. Yeah. So like a nice little bit of sweetness to to curb that bitterness. Very good. And it is seven point three percent. So. Well. Yeah. There you go. They're continuing with that tradition. So that's the only one I'm going to drink tonight because I have to work tomorrow. Uh. Well, I. I I have to work tomorrow as well, but I well I'm drinking another beer. Let me clarify. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm drinking a very important thing to brew mm. by Pizza Boy. Uh, recently, my wife and I stopped up at Pizza Boy and got a bunch of crowlers, and I cracked this open tonight, and I like it. This is a um, it's a New England IPA, which is I guess to say a hazy yes. Uh, um, hazy citrusy um very uh tart i would say tart 
would yeah. be a good word to to say with this. It's got um, well, I mean, it says uh, it has notes of honeydew, melon, lemongrass, uh, wildflower meadow, meadows, and good friends. I don't know what good friends taste like, but uh, <laughs> Hannibal Lecter does. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it is. I mean, it looks like a. It looks yeah, like you a. It, to me. it looks. Uh, if you ever had, um, uh, not pink uh, grapefruit juice, but like regular, um, the regular grapefruit juice, mm-hmm. if you would squeeze that, that's what it looks like. I mean, you can't see through it. Yeah. And uh, I really like it a lot. I, I have a crowler and I'm almost done with it. Yeah. Uh, I started drinking it right when I was first started talking to you. And yeah. I gave it a 4.75. Yeah. Uh, fantastic beer. It's one of those. Um, uh, and really it's it's not out there for everyone uh there's only 529 check-ins i'm sure that's with yours too because it's a limited release for that mm-hmm. uh but pizza boy isn't like a high output you know high highly uh, distributed beer yes uh but yeah i really like it a lot um if you ever come up here that's that's a place we're definitely going to go yes and, and i hang will out for a while i will uh, come up there because there's great food and even better beer nice um and I got a dog coming down to see me. Um, but, yeah, uh, great beer. I have a c- bunch more crawlers to get through in here in the coming weeks. So hopefully uh, they they stand, it stands up to this one. Uh, yeah, so uh, if you're ever in the area, and uh, I would suggest who is uh, – what's his name? Who gets around here? Um, um, uh, Matt um, K. Um, what, what's that? Matt K. Yeah, y- yes, yeah, yeah. That he go to uh, Pizza Boy. I'm sure he has been. I would bet, yeah. But yeah, but uh, yeah. So check it out if you can, and hopefully I can send. I've been threatening and <laughs> promising to send some beers to my friends, and I haven't. But these, a couple of these beers are going to be on the way to you. Nice. So yeah, I love I love Pizza Boy. It's so simple, yeah. so simple, but it's everything you need. And they they have a huge lineup. They have probably. On tap, when you go to their tap room, and they got a bunch of local brews. Like they have probably 150 beers on tap. Oh wow! And and they of theirs, they probably have 25 on tap. And just there are they love beer, they love the the community, and it's it's a great place. And pizza is fantastic. I had a Hawaiian pizza, which is pretty sweet. Nice. I pineapple, I little love ham. Love pineapple on pizza. Not so much ham. Um, but I will eat it. Yeah, pineapple, mm, delicious. Any way I can get it. Yeah, so grilled pineapple. Grilled pineapple on a burger. Woo. If you get if you get the uh, sliced pineapple, you know, in rings, mm-hmm. ring pineapple. Yep. Throw that on like the top of your grill. Let that just sear the edges of it. I mean, it's just like a flavor explosion in your mouth. Yeah, it is so good. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bobby Filet. Mm-hmm. Or what's the what's the guy with the the uh, the white hair? Guy Fieri. <laughs> guy Fieri, yeah. <laughs> Going taking you to the Flavor Town. Yes. Population U. Uh, I don't know if he still has a uh, a restaurant in Times Square, but uh, um, you need to go there. I've, I've, I want you to. have to now. is even after saying doing things ironically is fucking dumb because yeah. you're still doing it. You're still putting money in the system. 
right. Um, but he probably, honestly, as much as I hate his personality, he's kind of like uh, he just eats a lot of trash. And I like to eat trash. <laughs> like, dude, and I he's love probably a good a super greasy fun fucking burger. Yeah, maybe. I I <laughs> just the the backwards glasses and the the flavor town and the visors. Mm. Hmm. Now that you're coaching, you can wear a visor. But uh, or now that you're coaching again. Oh, speaking of, want to know? Mm-hmm. Not that it's, it's about that now, but yeah, we kick these kids' asses. Nice. Yeah. Um, oh fuck! Okay, uh, yeah. Let's get through the flavor town. I have a special announcement. I forgot to tell you before we started. I'm psyched. What's up? Yeah. Um, I'm going to see Groupers. No way. Yeah, in, in uh, Philly. He, he got yeah. Uh, last night he sent out an email. Yeah. And that they're doing a, a screening in, in Philadelphia. I was like, hey Brooke, do you want to go? She's like, yeah, we can go. What's it about? And I'm like, yeah, we'll just go. <laughs> and yeah, for it's in it's pricey, but it's seventy five bucks. But it's you get a t shirt and you get to yeah. do a private. You get to see all the shorts and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, I'm going to see groupers. Yeah, and this is a dude that we're well, you're doing it well yourself, but we we want to support and are excited to support. Had him on the show, Anderson. Um, I should yeah. He so basically he's uh, right now he's just putting it out in theaters to kind of gain or make back money and and mm-hmm. he's trying to uh put it out there for people to see and and uh because he, he did a like a gofundme type thing and he's paying off some of that stuff but like he's also trying to build some money back up for recoup some of the money he spent from it yeah and then he's gonna put it in um uh, he's putting in a bunch of festivals, see if they he gets accepted. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking about this time next year, it should be available for everyone to see, which gives you an idea like how long it takes for a movie to be made. Yeah, you know it's it's crazy that it takes that long. But uh, yeah, so I'm super jacked about that. Yeah, wow, I am excited for you. That is fucking awesome. Yeah, we're uh, it. I think it's the thirteenth of. Uh, 13th of October, so mm-hmm. not too about a month away. So, yeah, awesome. Wow, I can't wait to hear about that. That is yep. so cool. I've actually, I should do it, but I've been meaning to actually email him for, I don't know, since he started trying to show groupers, because we have a small, like, 100 year old independently operating theater here. Right. I'm like, that would be perfect. Like, something like that would be perfect. Right. Yeah, if they can get people to like, just, but, just, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he's he's winding down touring the movie. Um, yeah, well, I bet you if I bet Philly was the last sure edition. Well, I'm sure they have like a Reddit page that you mm-hmm. could go on and just like, hey, New Orleans peeps, let's uh, anybody, you know, how many people could we get out? Yeah, because like to watch the movie itself is like 25 bucks, but like to get like. The T-shirt, and you get to go in a little bit earlier, like an hour earlier, and talk mm-hmm. to him and do that kind of stuff, and whatever uh, is like seventy-five. Yeah, but that's uh, wow, that's awesome. I'm really excited for you. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, I'm excited for him. So hopefully, it's yeah, good yeah, absolutely. I can report back. Can't so, wait. Yeah. Can't wait to hear about it. That is awesome. But oh. uh, yeah. Um, so anyways, 
Well, now that we're in the movies, mm-hmm. uh, or do you have any other beer stories? Uh, how's work um, Gleason is on tap. I'm yeah. gonna send you some. It is fantastic. And speaking of hazy IPAs, it is uh, New England style all the way. Looks like a glass of orange juice. Very good. Did you uh, did you get to meet him at all? Or is he I in, still in have not seen Steve. Um, yeah. I was talking to uh, one of the owners was in, and uh, he was talking to a customer about a movie uh, about Steve. Uh, right. He was like, oh, I'm Gleason or something. And I was like, you're thinking of Gleason streaming on Amazon Prime. And uh, so we got to talk about that briefly, um, which, again, fantastic movie, uh, Gleason. And, uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Um, I've been busy, but, you know, it's one of those things where uh, it's just it's worth it. Um, College football days have been fun. Get people who are. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, how was? Did you work so uh, far? So that good. Monday night they played, uh, or no, it was Sunday night they played uh, Miami. Uh, oh uh, yeah, the LSU game. I did work that. Um. <laughs> how was the crowd? Was it good? Yeah, it was good. Uh, I didn't talk about it on uh, on Mavs, but yeah, it was good. But there was one guy who, like, as soon as the second half started, he, he was like. Are you guys gonna put the sound on? It was like they're winning twenty three to three. Yeah, it reverberates like hell. Yes, sir, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Inner monologue. Yeah, it was one of those inner monologues where it's like, shut the fuck up. You probably didn't even go to LSU. (laughs) Which, which for, I understand why people like college teams of ones they didn't go of places they didn't necessarily go. But for some reason, I just have this like totally unjustified. Um, but at the same time, I'm I'll fucking cop to it. I have this air like this arrogance about like. And it's not like I, you know, I barely went to college um, and even I don't even follow the Hawkeyes, honestly. Uh, but just there's something about it. It's like it's my team. It's yeah, my boys. It's like, why the fuck do you care about this school? I know. You, I, it's so it. Trust me. I've talked it, about it, about yeah. Penn State so yeah. many times. I mean, but it, it makes is a so much sense. Following. It's what you have access to. Like yeah. like Hawkeyes, the, the entire state of Iowa loves the Hawkeyes because they yeah. have no professional teams. Yeah, that is the closest thing they have. And my argument is my my whole thing growing up in Chicago have an abundance of teams. So mm-hmm. so why the fuck do I have? I don't have any whatever. Go Northwestern. Yeah. Why the fuck um, do you want to support my whole thing is like one percent of NCAA players go to the NFL. Why do you want to support the inferior product? Mm. Oh no! Fuck that! Because the inferior product looks like a twenty-one twenty-one Steelers Browns final. It's uh, terrible. It's crap. If you like, I sat down on Saturday. or or a forty-eight forty shootout. Yeah, but that <laughs> happens once every 
I mean, that's very rare. Yeah, almost I, like I, the Browns I, I not said, losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Can't even um, win. I love it. <laughs> I sat down and watched uh, the Georgia Tech mm-hmm. was it, South Florida game. Yeah. Just out of nothing. Yeah. Within three minutes, three touchdowns, two kick returns. Like, watching college football is so much more fun. So much more fun. It's so much more action, like breakaway speed. It's not – you don't have a commercial over 15 seconds. You know, it's it, – No, yeah. NFL is crap compared to compared to a college football. It's the it is. Top I'm telling players. you. Like, Go Saints. <laughs> Bears look I, – I, I mean, Bears look like they might be – Able to win a few games here. Yeah, as long as, except, as, long as yeah, as long as Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers isn't involved. Yeah, he comes back and like literally, like well, not literally, but like well, coming back from the dead, like Lazarus Pretty coming much, back yeah. and throwing touchdowns. Yeah, Gray yeah. Shall He couldn't even take a knee to wind out the clock because his knee hurts so bad. Yeah, he probably hurt himself. So he's got to yeah. just sling so he it. Slings got to sling it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I. I don't know. I I uh and it's funny because I didn't give a shit for the longest time. Like growing up I liked football and then like post high school, you know, I had to start working immediately. I worked like every Sunday. Mm. Couldn't could not give less of a fuck about football. I'm back. <laughs> no. That's good. Yeah. It's kind of uh, like sorry. baseball come playoff time. It's like I, it's like I woke up out of my hibernation. I'm like, oh, b- baseball, hmm. <laughs> cool, cool. Oh yeah, and you lost your uh, your favorite baseball team, <sighs> yeah. the Baby Cakes. Yeah, real heartbreaker to Wichita, which <laughs> Wichita, tough, hmm. tough, uh, tough pill to swallow. Delaware. <laughs> hey, yeah, we're in Delaware. Exactly. Even uh, Rhode Island, you know, I, I could respect that. Little old Rhode Island, it's famous for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Providence, uh, what's the guy's name uh, from? Buddy Cianci? Uh, buddy, yeah, the buddies, <laughs> Providence buddies. Yeah. Every game's a, ch- you know, they oh, have man. Uh, pine tar on all their bats. They oh, yeah. Nail <laughs> files and <laughs> totally all their cheated. pockets. Yeah. The yeah. Buddy Cianci's. And, the, and the Rhode they're Island like, yeah. they got to be like the, uh, they're like the anti-steroid guys, but they're <laughs> juicing every single game. Yeah. They're like, bro, that honestly, bad. yeah, that is the best that, um, I thank can't thank you enough. And I just want to plug it real quick. Crime town fucking great podcast yeah really good well produced yeah great access like and it's probably gonna fall in and it's a story that's so under the radar and it's the third biggest like organized crime syndicate in america it's nuts and the other two are obvious ones uh with um new york outfit and chicago outfit and then it's like yeah rhode island had a huge organized crime problem what (laughs) yeah and obviously it's it's right up my alley, but I you know, however many like a year and a half later, thank you again because I yeah. love that podcast. Pretty sweet. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, yeah. Where were we? Um, 
Well, uh, here we are. Okay, so I guess this is kind of a catch-up episode. We got yeah. to talk about all the stuff we talked about and miss. We miss each other. Yes. Come on, peeps. Yeah. I talked for a while. Shooting so give us a little bit of latitude on this. Um, so, uh, well, I'd like to hear about the movie you watched that I assigned you. The movie that I watched that you assigned me. That you. Shoot. What was it? Uh, I the, did... uh, uh, the Netflix. Um, uh, the one you said don't watch. Yeah. Yeah. Pandorum. Okay. Yeah. So we haven't yeah. talked about this yet. No. Okay. So. From 2009, there was a movie called Pandorum that uh, was, uh, it looked like kind of like a gritty sci-fi, um, I don't know, maybe noir, tough to say. There's some memory loss, some this, some that, the third, but before I get too far ahead of myself, Christian Albert directed, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, Travis Malloy wrote the screenplay. Uh, starring Dennis Quaid, Ben Foster, um, that's, I think, oh, Norman Reedus is technically in it, but you, you honestly, like, blink and you miss him. Right. Um, that's before Norman Reedus was Norman Reedus. Right. Yeah, before he was the hot hillbilly, uh, mm-hmm. killing, killing zombies. I mean, that crossbow is badass. Yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah. Um... So this movie is uh, about a pair of crew members aboard a spaceship, and they wake up with no knowledge of their mission or their identities. And the plot on paper is not so. The plot on paper is not bad. It's also pretty straightforward. It's like two people wake up with amnesia. Something has gone wrong. They need to right the wrong. Uh, but on this spaceship, uh, Ben Foster is nice. kind of... Yes. Hell yes. Uh, in in no... Uh, he doesn't disappear into the role the way he did with uh, Lance Armstrong. And or. he doesn't... And he doesn't dazzle the way he did in uh, Hell or High Water. Right. He is just this uh, blue-eyed kid who, um, I don't know if they're like, hey, this guy might go places. Let's cast him. Uh, This movie is, so he goes to explore the ship, and he comes across some, like, weird space mutant zombie things. Like, this movie is kind of a rung above Jason X. Oh, no. It's bad. Um, It looks... It is, Can I tell you real quick that yes. my son is obsessed right now with Jason? <sighs> nice. I'm like obsessed with him. He's like we uh, we went to you know how they have those pop up um, uh, Halloween stores. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's just a vacant lot, and all of a sudden there's a Halloween store there. You know, for four months. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we went there. He got a glow in the dark uh, hockey mask. Nice. Old style. Yes. Old style. Um, Tony Espo. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't yet watched it because, like, it's not quite like Jaws. Jaws is one thing. Friday the 13th is quite another thing. Yeah. Friday the 13th, like, I mean, it's it's, it's the difference between – Jaws isn't quite art house. I mean, 
it, it basically gave birth to the blockbuster. So what the fuck am I saying? Um, but Friday the 13th is exploitation. It's like an excuse to show, oh, yeah. show boobs and gore. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, at this point, he might be like, yeah, boobs. I am kind of hungry. <laughs> um, but well, he, he <laughs> says often, Daddy, why do you have boobs? I'm like, I have a special gift. <laughs> Son, you don't understand yet, but boobs are awesome. <laughs> That's why. That's why I have them. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll get it. Uh, anyway, sorry. Yes. So, no, um, with on, on the whole Jason thing, see if Liam is available anytime in October. Get a guest host in here. That's right. Yeah. See, uh, see what his schedule's looking like. But anyways, it is, it is like just a rung above absolute schlock. Um, no, that stinks. Yeah. Was Dennis Quaid any good? Cause I really like him. No, he, he, not a lot was asked of him. Yeah. Because I do think Dennis Quaid is good, but I also think that he suffers from maybe it's his agent, maybe it's him, but he doesn't I get a lot of good money. roles. No, he just, I don't think he ever gets like those. I think he's a talented actor. He just needs more good roles. To, Cause, to because you know why, what it is right now? He's still pretty good looking and handsome. Mm-hmm. Once he starts looking a little bit grizzled, he'll get the. Uh, uh, the uh, 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 the uh, like uh, um, Rourke Mickey Rourke yeah. roles right yeah he'll once... get like that that uh, Oscar asking role for like whenever he starts to like go downhill you know yeah once he once he gets that Randy Quaid look going no oh, yeah <laughs> I'd like to see a movie with those guys together or maybe a, a, a reality. TV, oh, that where yeah. it's like they just go to uh, family events each year, you know, <laughs> so like Christmas and Thanksgiving, and right? Yeah, because they yes. have to get together, right? Oh, I would imagine so. Yeah, I just I assume so, and uh, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so Pandorum. Yeah, Pandorum. It's just a weird. Um, have you ever seen the uh, Danny Boyle movie Sunshine? Yes. Yes. It's kind yes. of... Uh, the the objective is not the same, but it's kind of derivative of that. And the timeline fits pretty nicely because Sunshine was 2007, Pandorum's 2009. Sunshine was pretty good. I just felt like it didn't stick the landing. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe people saw a little potential in there because here and there I've seen it kind of like picked like like kind of picking uh, like people vulturing the the concept of sunshine a little bit. And uh, this kind of has it in there, but it's it's hokey like the the costume design is bad. The set design is bad. Like we were talking about um, last episode lived in universes. This is just so like there's supposed to be thousand hundreds of thousands of people on this ship and it's spick and span like it just looks like kind of plasticky kind of like you know spray paint a sheen on that to give it some shine right not not a good universe and the story is just honestly 
utterly forgettable. And that's why I feel like I'm getting kind of long winded and kind of reaching here is because it's just right. what happened. Yeah. I mean, Ben Foster went to turn on a circuit breaker and Dennis Quaid um, was uh, at, at the helm, not really doing anything. And then someone else showed up and explained what Pandorum was. Yeah. A little bit too much. Well, yeah. Yeah. A lot of bad things going together. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't necessarily uh, think it would be great, um, but I I had heard that there's some because there's never really been like a true HP Lovecraft adaptation um, as far as I, I don't know if you've ever read any of of uh, yeah. the writer's work and stuff like that. And um, he dealed a lot with the cosmic and um, this was supposed to be like heavily influenced by that, but I don't even see that. And um, right. it's uh, technically a German film. So maybe lost in translation. Yeah, Maybe there is something lost or maybe there is something that people who are in that, uh, wheelhouse or or demographic rather Mm -hmm. can can enjoy in this but it just it's not it's act it's acted well but the script's bad the characters are flat and uh yeah the actors did everything they could with what they got which was not a lot and i actually gave it a four okay yeah um i mean that's that stinks. I mean, I know yeah. you. Uh, you you texted me and said, "Hey, did you watch that yet?" And you're like, "Don't." Yeah, so yeah. I, made I appreciate sure to, the heads up. Made sure to spare case. you. Got me to watch some good movies. Good. Um, uh, but as far as what I watched, um, and, well, just going back to Pandora is streaming on Netflix. Yes. Uh, Sunshine is streaming on Cinemax. Go if you have that. Yeah, so, worth checking out. Have, um. Uh, what I watched was on H. It's streaming right now on HBO. Is three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, we all know that uh, what's her name got the Oscar for this for Frances best actress, McDonald. and uh, um, we get uh, Frances McDormand got Dormant. best actress, and we got uh, Sam Rockwell getting best supporting. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's a uh, starts out. We don't know what happened, but this lady has a dead daughter, mm-hmm. and she is furious. She's uh, uh, what? What's the what's the term for it? Um, disenfranchised, or um, more just like straight out pissed at the police department and pretty much the hillbillies that live in this area, mm-hmm. because basically everyone but her is uh, just kind of a good old good old folk person um and she is trying to right a wrong uh there's no there's been no uh, activity towards uh finding the killer of her daughter they're killing and rape raping of her daughter and she's blaming the police department which the which uh is uh consists of woody harrelson as the the the, the chief of police and and sam rock as one basically her fight against uh 
hey, what are we doing? Let's get working on this. And the people in the town are like, hey, why are you stirring up waters? And Jesus is like, fuck off. Yeah. I want to find out. And um, I really think, uh, you know, Sam Rockwell got the best supporting. I think Woody Harrelson probably should have got it in this. He was actually really good. Uh, Sam Rockwell, I love him, but he Mm -hmm. just played uh, just a very stereotypical, like, he wasn't... Um, he, he was just he, he like overacted almost. Hmm. You know, he he played his Billy the Kid type person in uh, Green Green Mile. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, just kind of racist, not not evil, but not not evil. Like uh, very yeah. like by not doing his job, he was doing a bad job. That kind of thing. Um, I I. I'm not going to say she didn't deserve this. She, I mean, she's always great in what she does. Francis, Francis McDormand, she, um, and I can't say this all, all the best actress, um, best actress, uh, nominations. Uh, and so I can't say that she didn't, I mean, I loved her more in For- Fargo, but she was really good in this. She plays, you know, the strong leading lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, um, Oh, was his name? John Fox, mm-hmm. Fox, right. Is that his name? John Fox? Uh, not Fox. John Hawks. John, John Hawks. Okay. Uh, does a really good job. He, You'd know him from um, uh, Winter's Bone. Um, oh. What else? He, um, you know. Fuck. He, uh, what's his best known movie? His best known he's movie like, is. He's um, like. I hate to belittle him. Oh, no. Um, belittle him like Perfect this. Storm. Yeah. He he's like um, he reminds me of like the uh, bargain bid Ed Norton, not in talent, yes. but just yes. like he looks just like like a little skinnier. Little yeah, we couldn't get Ed Norton. A little bit more down to earth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was really great in it. Um, Peter Dinklage was fantastic in this movie. Mm-hmm. Fucking great in this movie, and like, um just so sincere which actually leads me to talk about another movie i'm really excited to see um a movie that's coming out here shortly uh i think we're alone now have you seen the trailer for that movie no Um, i I think there's a documentary by the same name about the tiffany song yes but yeah very hot peter (laughs) peter dinklage al fanning Okay. Yes. I'm looking at uh, it right now. Check out that trailer because I think that's going to be a good one. I think uh, that's coming out here soon. Uh, I'm sorry, but he was really great in it. Um, the movie is really it, – it is really good. Uh, Caleb Jones, we know him from the X-Men movies and also Get from – Well, that movie American Made, uh, which I don't think you saw. No. He's really good in um, – but he's, he's got a uh, weird looking face. He looks yeah, like he's children in Get Out. Porn. He's the uh, the brother in Get Out. Yeah. Yep. Who's just yep. so blatantly bad. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's got like high cheekbones, but in this movie, he's, he's kind of good. Uh, overall, acting great. Uh, the story was good. It got a little tedious in the middle, but overall, it, it deserved what the credits it got. Uh, I would highly suggest it. I, I, got, I gave it a seven, which. Uh, and it also has a lot of rewatchability to watch the acting. Um, I just think this movie was a little bit too propped up for what it was. Uh, I don't think it was as great 
like it was good, but it wasn't great. I guess. Okay. Because yeah, I that's mean, all I Oscars... heard was oh check out it's performance great and they are they're good, but it's, it's not a great movie. Yeah, it's but hard it definitely yeah with the Oscars because it's just it's um it there are certain like earmarks of like an Oscar movie. And if it checks certain boxes, it, mm-hmm. it just gets and it goes up. from year to year. Yeah. You look at last year with Moonlight, you know, with the whole Black Lives Matter stuff, and then as we go to this year with the Me Too movement, you know, and I'm not saying those are movements are bad, no, but the, the Oscars definitely follow the trends of the times, and and it, you know the people voting for them also do that, you know. So it's got a very strong female character. Hey, this, you know. But I'm not saying that this movie did, didn't deserve to be in that place either. So, yeah. uh, because the movies last year, as far as what I saw, I mean, this deserved to be in that conversation, probably. So. Sure. So, anyways, um, yeah. Uh, so I did get to see some other stuff. Nice. Which was. Fun. Um, one of the things I really want to push on you and to the listeners, and I'm, and I know a lot of people have seen True Detective. Yes. Um, but for you, I know that you infamously, infamously or notoriously have not seen True Detective. I have and, not. Yes. And it's not. I don't think it's. I. Well, it might be a little bit like, hey, I watch it in my good old goddamn time, or. Um, or it's just you didn't have access to it. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm uh we're a pro reconnaissance podcast. So <laughs> um but I, I especially want you to watch it because if you spent any time in the uh Louisiana like you know, bayou, outback, mm-hmm. the yeah, the rural places in Louis- and I'm sure you've driven through it. Yeah, I've you know what? Um this was uh I didn't talk about it on Mavs. There was something that happened um where it just we had like other stuff dumb shit going. Whatever. Right. Um but I've actually I actually like took it we drove about an hour north and um it took like an airboat bayou tour. And uh the first person I thought of, I was like, you know who would love this? Ryan. Oh yeah, yeah, I, and I'm sure you like when you come down, we'll absolutely do that. You, you know, I, I think everyone would have a blast doing it, but he would totally be in his element, right? Yeah, yeah, um, and like the shots they get, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, I'll get it here shortly, but uh, the shots they got, the acting is really, really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Carrie Fukunaga. Um, he does, I think it's in episode three or four. He does real one real long, like long or tracking shot. Nice. And just, you're going from house to house and like, and there's all kinds of stuff going on. It's, it's a great uh, shot. Um, the characters are really good. It's, it's true to detective season one, true detective season two was lacking. Uh, there were some good parts in it, but uh, overall it wasn't as good as that. Um, I think you'd really dig it just because of where you're at right now. And, um, sure. Um, I, I think that you would appreciate and see kind of the, 
I don't know how exaggerated it is, but like they really exploit the, um, you know, you know when people like say like flyover states and stuff. Yeah, you know they're talking about the people that aren't in cities and or you know even though I am in a pretty rural area, I'm still I'm you know an hour from Washington, an yeah. hour from Baltimore, two hours from you know Philadelphia. So I'm still like I'm not You're, isolated. Yeah. But like a place like where they're shown, it really shows the. I don't know. It's it, it was really effective, and they did a good job in showing that. And I think you'd like it. So yeah, if you haven't seen it, uh, check out True Detective. Nice. Cool. Um, yeah, it's definitely on my list. It's not been a. Um, it's been an access thing. It's it's definitely not been a uh, like oh this is popular thing. Right. Um, which well, I would, I've got, I would I mean, never do I something like that, that with, anyways. Um, what was it? Um, the, the, uh, the, owl, the movie you quote, or the, the TV show you quote all the time. Oh, Arrested uh, Arrest Development. Development. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Arrested Development's a weird little beast um, because it's people who know about it love it. Um, and then people who don't, I think, are kind of, they're like, whatever. It's a fucking network sitcom. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I I think that you would enjoy that. Um, but it, it is, uh, yeah, Arrested Development itself is, uh, you got to, you got to sit down and watch it from the beginning because, from the very first episode, the guys who the the team that made that, yeah, had such incredible foresight as far as storytelling. Um, but um, to bring up someone we brought up earlier, like Anderson, if Anderson doesn't hate that show, then he uh, it's his favorite show. Well, because he's he's the one who always so. Um, talk about one of his podcasts the after disaster he's the mm. one that's always shitting on uh co-host tyler for the callbacks oh yeah arrested development is it builds i don't know if i mean part of it is a callback but it's not it's builds jokes from the absolute beginning of the show so you it's you need to have there's things you will miss and i think that's what like the people that love it have what I think I've seen the first season of that show more than I've seen any other show. And I rewatch a lot of shows I've seen less now that I do this podcast, which is a good thing. Um, right. but <laughs> just so much repeat viewing. Um, but yeah, Michael, think, Michael Hurwitz is yeah. the, uh, the main, the creator. Yes. Yeah. Him. And, uh, he, uh, he just, he knew what he was doing. He had a vision and it got pushed around, sidetracked, canceled, renewed. Uh, and he's, he saw it through. Um, but yeah, true detective and arrested development, two of the best yep. shows ever made. Uh, yeah. Um, the first season, and I'll be honest with you, it doesn't stick the landing. Uh, the ending is lacking, but the, yeah. the content in the middle, like is worth the journey. Okay. Yeah, so. I, I'm into it, and I was telling you I, I kind of figured out a way to sit down and watch it. So, yeah, there you go. There, uh, this is uh, kind of 
territory for my other podcast, but there is a uh, subreddit called TTDSWAD. Which stands for... Oh, yeah, I remember you saying that. Was it True Detectives? (laughs) That that True Detective scene with Alexandra Daddario. Yeah. So I've seen a scene of the show before. Yes. I know it's good. (laughs) I mean, it's okay. Um, But the one, the scene with Michelle Moynihan, or Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan? What's that? Nothing. Just being stupid. Oh. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh... True Detective, I'm going to, within the next couple weeks, I'm going to sit down and watch that, definitely. Good. Good, good. Uh, You got anything else you've been seeing? Yeah. Um, Actually, I have watched uh, three extracurriculars. Good. Yeah, so one a week since I last talked to you. Good. Just really crushing it. Um, I watched Kill Bill Volume 1. Oh, fucking great. And I watched Kill Bill Volume 2. And I just can't tell you how nice it is for a change of pace to once in a while, just every blue moon, see a strong female character in a movie. It's, it, it's pretty it tight. never happens. Yeah. Um, Kill Bill is, <laughs> all joking aside, I feel like Kill Bill is peak Tarantino. As far as um, specifically peak movie nerd Tarantino. Yes. This is Tarantino pulling. uh, Yeah. At his homagiest to uh, coin a phrase, I guess. Um, He is. uh, I, I think this is these movies are where that whole thing came from, where Tarantino just. Um reworks movies he loves yeah well it yeah and it's it's almost too clever by half yeah where he's trying to he's he's trying to tell you how influenced the how influential these movies are to him but like you have no idea what he's talking about right um but so good just so enjoyable it's you know it's clever without and i guess this is this is my personal experience it's clever without being too it's clever without looking at the camera and winking i guess yeah like just short of that though and um there's you know all these weird like he pulls from these um asian influences definitely it just that's blatantly obvious but it also has this this western style mm-hmm. revenge story and um yeah it's it's almost like uh kurosawa uh, meets leone oh uh, yeah feel to it with the, yeah, the women you know the the female assassin viper mm-hmm. team you know yes if it has that 70s exploitative feel to it at oh points. absolutely and i mean the rizza who it has a um the rizza is is uh very openly, um, I mean, shit, the Wu-Tang Clan was basically, their whole mythology was an interpolation of early Shaw Brothers movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
so you got two guys that are just basically nerding out and feeding off one another and there's some just great stingers just great musical cues that are just so of a time and when you see them you're like yes i'm and, and i am in and and done with like iconic scenes at mm-hmm. points too like the yeah. the the battle of the crazy 88s mm-hmm. uh the battle inside that little uh inside the uh uh trailer with um yeah um you know, uh michael madsen and uh, uh daryl hannah yes uh t- her breaking out of the of the 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 coffin with the whole flashback of yeah. you know going like crazy iconic scenes that I want to like one one thing that I can say about this like these two movies I took Brooke to see Kill Bill Volume Two thinking mm-hmm. I love Tarantino we went to the movies and saw it I was like I love Tarantino you know what I don't know where we're at in it's like 2004 I think mm-hmm. uh, or 2003 probably with Kill Bill Volume One. And I took her, and I'm like, I don't know if she's going to like this. She loved, like, she loved it. Nice. And this is from somebody that watches home improvement shows yeah. all the time, you know. And then she was like, okay, well, when's Killville Volume 3 coming out? And that's, like, a true testament to an entertaining movie for her mm-hmm. to, you know, want to go see both of them. So, Oh, absolutely. And it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> but there, there is... Um... On on top of the clear influences, there are those like those uh, what's his name uh, Tarantino just signatures uh, like uh, when uh, Beatrix is trying to leave the life behind. She works at a record shop, and there's you know of course conversations about pop popular music, pop culture, yep. all that. Like it it's Tarantino at his most. It's peak Tarantino. Yeah, he's geeking out yeah. over. And he's, um, I like the movies that follow. I believe Django Unchained and uh, what was it? Yes. Uh, Death, uh, Proof, Death Proof, and, Django, and, uh, and, and, and Glorious Hateful Bastards. Is, um, oh, Inglorious Bastards is like, yeah, that's that's that's. Her, it. I think that's his. That's well, Tarantino at, at peak filmmaking. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I said. I've also said that um, Rap God was Eminem's, like, that's where he, like, he built, 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 built. That mm-hmm. Rap God is, that's the song yeah. that peaked, and that's where he put everything together. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a big Eminem fan, we've yeah. talked about this off air. But uh, for me, Inglorious Bastards is that for Tarantino. Yeah. And, it, and it's not even to say that, like, the other ones, like, uh, Ava Wait is bad. Yeah. I mean, at all. Yeah, Hateful Eight and Django Unchained are, uh, well, it's kind of like to compare to Eminem um, as as far as, you know, since we're talking about white guys that excel in their field and quote-unquote rip off black guys. Still from black guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you let Spike Lee tell it, who uh, made Chirac, so who cares? Um, (laughs) Spike Lee also biting black culture. Yeah. Just uh Yeah, he's stealing from Klansmen. What's he talking about? Well, well no, I mean he's stealing from uh Chicago culture. That's that's how stupid the I mean, culture is important, but that's how stupid it is to I me. Mean, like you can just but, boil it down and everyone's biting everybody. And yeah, like, and, and that's the thing with Tarantino. He makes no bones about it. This is no. who 
Yep. And like he's like, this is who influenced me, and these guys are great. And this is I'm going to try to, um, act, not even like steal their stuff, but like um, take take what I saw and make them, you know, uh, shine a light on them. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, this is where like Sergio Leone, right? Like he stole stuff from him. He's you know he took uh, what's right. his name the. Um, Oh, what's his name? Yeah, the, I mean, uh, Kill Bill is basically Leone meets Kurosawa. Yeah, right. And and he's like, hey, if you have, if you like this, you're gonna love these movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it is basically what he's saying. I don't think he's trying to. I think that is I mean, what he's saying, but he outdoes. Yeah, them. <laughs> he does. That's just but, my opinion. Chance the yeah. rapper is gonna be in a movie. Uh, Sorry, I'm looking at uh, IMDb. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, this is Tarantino at, like, peak uh, homage. And it is so good. And obviously, I was joking earlier. I was making light of the fact that there's been, way before Wonder Woman, plenty of badass cinematic characters who were women um mm-hmm. and wonder woman didn't do it wonder woman never like shoved it down your throat but this whole like badass female for female sake thing like just make a good movie yeah and it like a movie matter. like um uh, and those people it just those, came out like peppermint you know with uh what's her yes. name yes yeah the lead. and those you know. those people who are going to detract from it for it starring a woman they're always going to be there they're mm-hmm. in my opinion always going to be wrong if you put out quality stuff um but yeah hollywood's weird like well no it and you get a movie like peppermint because you get like hey we need to have this strong female character where if you look back and say look at tarantino he's got shit for whatever yeah uma thurman is yeah uma thurman and samuel jackson are almost always the um, smartest, most cunning characters in his movies. Yeah. Does yeah, he I think he's a black I woman? I don't know. It's tough to say. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I, I'm. This is where it gets so weird and tricky. It's like navigating a, a minefield. I'm absolutely diversity all the way for sure. Do it. But but don't my do problem it just is to get. It, because it's not diversity when you shove it. The commodification it. of diversity. That's yeah. what I'm against. I'm against yeah. you selling people on the idea that you should like Ocean's 8. You should like this movie because it has a diverse cast of women. No. Make a good movie. Cast women all the fucking way. All yeah, day. You Bridesmaids. See, it's, a, it's a trend. Bridesmaids. You see it in. Yeah. It's a great example. I mean, fuck. Saturday Night Live for the past like two decades for for its entire run it's had incredible women um yeah. but for like the past two decades it's been the women are by far the best yeah by I far mean, the best i mean you could realistically put kristen wig at the maybe top three in cast members of yeah. all time yeah yeah that's an easy sell and the other yeah. two are john belushi and bill murray just because of the cult of personality behind them and right you, or kind I of mean, you're wrong but you, get, but you <laughs> but even no, get yeah. you can even go you know 
uh, Bill Mur- or, um, um, Bill Murray. Uh, um, God damn it, Eddie Murphy. Say, yeah, you can go there. Um, in or it, yeah. I I'm and all yes, you I, should have yeah. more and get more, but don't do it to make a buck. And that's yeah. what is the, sick. The commodity. And where, when everybody's like, well, "Why didn't you like this movie? It has all women." No, the movie. That's, they wanted to make money mm-hmm. off of the sheeple. That is the the objective is to you need to see this movie, otherwise you hate X. Yes. Yep. And when if you, you put out a movie that I was lukewarm on, like get out, I'm in as as far as people, you know, you're not gonna change shitty people's minds. Yeah. Um, but like but you, uh, I don't even know why I need to qualify. That was totally unnecessary f- for me to interject with my opinion on that uh, because that's a movie, very successful movie. Because yeah. the 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 writer director Jordan Peele sat down to make a good movie, and he had something to say, as opposed to we need to get an ensemble cast of right. which let's let's figure out who we can get who's the yes, hot black exactly. character who's the hot woman character or actor let's let's figure this out yeah. and and you know a movie uh, a movie we both liked but didn't love moonlight mm-hmm. great good and it it i thought there were some re- awesome performances in there yeah for sure but, uh but it also represented that you know had would had this movie come out, you know, ten years ago, I don't I, I does it get greenlit? I who knows? But yeah, and I, I'm glad it's out there. And maybe you know there is something to be said, like with people scrambling for. There, there's definitely it's kind of like we talk about the people who you always make a fantastic point about. There's people who hate mainstream blockbuster movies. But they make those sales make it possible for the studio to do the art house film. Absolutely. And, you know, maybe it's it's just like every other movie. You have to sift through a bunch of shit to get the gold. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of movies made every year, and most of them aren't good. Fuck, if you just look down Netflix's original yeah. movie, it's... It is a rough list to get down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's there's not a lot of good shit out there. Yeah, but, uh, but kind streaming of, on Netflix is Kill Bill Volume One and Volume Two, and they're also on Showtime. So I'm not you, gonna say how I watched it, but it was one of those two. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. There, there is, and it doesn't matter who does it. In my opinion, like I, I think that a great character is a great character. Fucking writing great, is important, guys. Great writing is great writing. Great acting is great acting. But this commodification of diversity, I think it has, I think it has the adverse effect. Oh, I think for that sure. Because so, people are automatically going to put their uh, cross their arms and say, "No, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this." And I think, you know, a movie like, uh, like, oh, well, for instance, a movie like Black Panther probably gets a lot of people's from from what everybody says, great movie, mm-hmm. but. People will cross their arms and say, "Nope, not going to watch it." Yeah, just because this is, oh, they're trying to make me feel a certain way. Yeah, and honestly, f- you know, fuck those people. But yeah, if you're making a movie and you're, you know, you're trying to commodify, like, look at this. No, like, like I, that's I why I will cross my I will cross my arms too. Whenever it's like, hey, don't. 
I honestly like I as soon as I saw Ocean's Eight, I was like, I'm like, what? Why do it this way? Do it somewhat other way. Don't do it with the Ocean's franchise, just with women. And, yeah, yeah. I, you know what I mean. Like I. <laughs> but look, if that movie comes out and that's the next great heist movie. Well, dude, it is a heist that's movie. Fine. Don't put it in the Ocean's universe. It even if it is, I, I, I think even if it is, that's fine. But by all accounts, that movie sucked. Yeah, that's what I mean. And and I, I can't speak from personal personal. Um, I'm not going to watch it. There's not going to be a situation where I'm going to watch it because I've heard nothing but negative things about it. Yeah. And that's where the commodification of diversity comes in. When you yeah. ask for people to go out and support a movie like Bridesmaids, support a movie like Wonder Woman, support a movie yeah. like Kill Bill, support a movie like Alien. Uh, three billboards. Not, you're not – three billboards, uh, The Shape of Water. You're not asking people – you're asking people to go out and support a good movie with a good cast. Mm-hmm. And care has been taken. They have something to say. And it's not just – Hey, let's let's – Let's make money off it's a, of yeah, and today's Twitter hashtag. It's a commodification of diversity. And that's I, one of the reasons I thought Coco was so great is mm. that was it was all about a culture that is familiar but different to me. It was done incredibly well. It was done from what I've read since I'm not Mexican. I didn't find it offensive. But from what I understand, it was – it. You know, all Mexican cast, totally um, an, an appreciation for that culture and a great story, great visuals, great soundtrack. Like, that's the way to do it. It's not just like, okay, pick A, B, and C, pick. Yeah. Movies by committee don't work. Commodification, commodification of diversity doesn't work. Good movies matter, and good movies can force you to think. And when you get the shit shoved down your throat, it it has the opposite effect. I totally agree. And and it and and that's the that's the the tricky thing where you where you have to discern between what's what's the commodification, yeah. and what's not, yeah. right? And you I have agree. to be like a movie like Black Panther or Three Billboards. You know, you have to make that distinction between Ocean's Eight and mm-hmm. something else. You know, something else where you have to kind of you have to look at uh, art on its merit or yeah. art on its own terms instead of art on its, uh, you know, on its agenda. Yeah, and but, good art has <clears throat> something to say, but yeah, look, look at it. Look at this cast we got is not really something to say. Yeah. Well. Uh, Sorry, that was totally no, un- buddy. No, it's a good conversation. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be. Had. It is. It it does need to be had, and it and it's it's funny because I think that um, you know, a, like you can be pro diversity and say, hey, this is fucking stupid because I'm all for diversity. I'm, but I'm all against corporations trying to sell me shit. Right. No, I'm I'm right there with you, brother. Yeah. I mean, not brother now, but brother. <laughs> there is wow. something inherently weird about, like, I had a guy who was he was he was he had like a church group at mm-hmm. the uh, coffee shop I worked at in Florida, 
and he oh, would always in the, inside the yeah the it was you know they kept it themselves but it would be like four or five guys and i knew it was a religious thing and the guy would always call me brother i'm like Oh, I, I always try to say it as like uh, Hulk, Hogan, Hulk Hogan's calling you brother. Oh, yeah, brother. brother. We have brother. I'm fine with that. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that the, the religious guy, the religious white guy calling me brother made me uneasy. Yeah. So, thank you, brother. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but the We're question so is, far from does he, friends. did he say it to the, any of the uh, ethnic people? In the, in the He's, it was a hard ER, which I was offended by. He <laughs> called me brother. It's like, listen, my brother can call me that. <laughs> but <laughs> oh. use use the soft A. Yeah. Um. So I mm-hmm. was introduced to somebody this week or within the last two weeks. Okay. Claire Foy. Claire Foy. Know the name? Sounds hot. No. Um, All right. So I watched a movie called Unsane. All right. Uh, A nice little movie that came out last year, or actually this year, um, 2018, uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh, Underneath the Radar, uh, starring Claire Foy, uh, Jay Farrow's in this, uh, Joshua Leonard, you wouldn't know him. Pretty much that's it as far as the actors you'd know, but probably just... Jay Farrell is the only one you'd know. Um, from speaking of Saturday speaking Night of Live. great cast members. Love Jay um, Farrell. So, all right. So, this was, I don't know if this, if, if it felt weird for a Steven Soderbergh movie. Because I, when I think of Steven Soderbergh, I'm thinking, I mean, what do you think first off? I mean, it's, you know, I mean, the big one, Traffic, right? Yeah. And I also think of... Um, of uh um right off the top of my head i think of hmm um uh i i think of uh contagion right contagion um there was the there's another one i really liked but now i'm not sure hey uh he produced oceans eight oh yeah he no well he also no he did um oceans 11 he's that's He, that was his, right? Oh, uh, Magic Mike, Michael Clayton, yep. Siriana. Siriana was really good. That's still right. one of my favorite assignments that you've given me. Okay, great. I yeah, love I that mean, one. but this movie was so low budget, and here's why: shot everything on an iPhone seven, hmm, nice, or an iPhone six, maybe uh, either iPhone seven or iPhone six, which is weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you. I didn't realize all this until after I watched the movie. It, but the reason I, it made sense was because it felt like a B movie or an independent movie. Not like a B movie, an independent movie. Um, but I, I was introduced to Claire Foy, who this year, um, I just realized she is going to be in. She's the hus- or she's the wife of Ryan Gosling in First Man, the oh. big movie that's coming yes. out soon. Um, so Neil Armstrong's wife, and she's also going to be the girl in the, the girl with the dragon tattoo in the, the, the follow-up movie. Oh, okay. Is that the uh, so hornet's nest or I think it's the spider web or okay. one of the two. She's up to Whichever. something, that girl. <laughs> up to no good. <laughs> um, so anyways, I introduced to her it, this is streaming on Amazon prime right now. It came out this year. 
Um, it is definitely worth a watch. It is interesting the way it's shot, the way it's acted. She's great. Uh, it's unnerving. It gets a little cliche at points, maybe. Maybe not cliche, but just kind of unbelievable at points. But overall, I really did enjoy watching the movie. Like, I would recommend it. It's it's one of those ones you could probably sit down with your significant other and be like, oh, wow. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, oh no, they didn't do that. Um, there's a little, you know, it's, it's considered a horror mystery thriller. Uh, she's involuntarily committed to, like, a mental institution. So, um, and she seems like she's kind of put together and what's real, what's not, we're trying to guess. And uh, another another case of it kind of falls apart at the end, but for the most part, the middle, the the meat of the sandwich is worth the bread. Nice. I want to coin that term. Yeah, put that on a shirt. I like it. Okay. Uh, yeah, Unsane on Amazon Prime. Um, yeah, and and look out for Claire Foy. She's going to be the next. I think the next it woman because uh, yeah, I I. Just because uh, I, I just saw the the trailer for the new Dragon Tattoo thing, and uh, what else was she in that um, would, you would? Oh, she is the 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 Crown. She's Queen Elizabeth in the Crown. Oh, okay. I have uh, seen her in that. Okay, that show um, is the and, most boring show ever made. Okay. And well, I also, uh, but I think that was the intention. <laughs> well, probably. Uh, but Mission she seems to be able to put on a couple different faces, yeah, uh, which right. is fun to see. Um, cool. And she looks unrecognizable in some of the things that I've seen her in. So, uh, yeah, check it out. So, um, we actually did not get to this yet, but uh, should we uh, dole out some assignments? Yeah, for sure, because uh, some of my assignments are going to go into some of the stuff I watched. Excellent. Well. All right. Um, so we are uh, gearing up for October. So I've got oh, one. Oh, crap. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, nothing. I just talked about it saying so much, and I was going to assign it. Too. Yeah. No, no worries. I lost uh, track of that. I have a lot of writing on right. my... A lot of a lot of writing. It's a lot of it looks like the seven notebooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so uh since we are gearing up for the uh the holiday season, um yes. gearing up for October, we're gonna be talking franchises this year, directors, kinda just hit some some keynotes in, in October, kinda try and do something something different. Um so I'm going to kind of ease you into the warm bath of uh, spooky movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, streaming on Netflix from 2013 is The Conjuring. Yeah. I am looking forward to it. I want to get a little bit scared. I love Patrick Wilson. Yes. Uh, Night Owl. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And uh, so directed by James Wan, Patrick... Uh, Patrick Wilson, um, but also uh, the guy from Office Space, Ron Livingston. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know. Um, good yeah. good cast. It's been a while. I'm If I get the opportunity, I'm going to rewatch this one. 
Um, oh, and by the way, uh, James Wan mm-hmm. is doing the new uh, Swamp Thing adaptation on nice. for TV for the CW. So, yeah, I don't know what that means, but he uh, he did one of my favorite modern uh, scary movies, Saw. Mm-hmm. Great independent horror film um, that turned into a crazy franchise as um i'm sure we'll explore these things so often do oh you know we should fall down that rabbit hole sometime yeah i have actually not finished the saw franchise so i would not mind i I think the first two i would not mind going for it i remember i i saw the uh fourth one in uh the theater i think it was like this small theater and i like had a couple hours between uh classes when i was taking i took a couple classes at this community college and it was like far enough that i wasn't going to drive home um and but i had a couple hours off so i was like oh this is showing so i saw that i saw like one of the resident evil movies it was not a good time for movies in theaters <laughs> yeah it was it was one of the bad times yeah, probably, it was just probably ca- right about this time catching well, all that's the trash crazy. yeah it's crazy is that like and that's when the Saw movies come out, right about this time. Yep. Like, and it w- came out every year for, what was it, eight years or something like that? Eight or yeah. nine years? Yeah. Um, yeah, however many there are, they they went back to back to back for a Saw. long time. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's, he's still kind of dealing with that. Like, he's got his hands in, he directed The Conjuring and Insidious and uh but he's moved on like he's doing huge aquaman um furious seven which i'm not mm-hmm. a fan of the fast and furious movies but holy but, shit do they make money like yeah. that's a big deal and then he's executive producing pretty much any any horror movie that has like this the, even the slightest whiff of independence he's jumping all over it i mean he's got annabelle demonic uh the insidious series um but he's also i think he did the lights out adaptation like he's producing a ton of stuff oh untitled resident evil reboot announced no yeah swamp thing executive producer so he's yeah what's weird is with the the conjuring is i've read ed and lorraine warren's uh biography or autobiography of how they oh right like their own book that they wrote and like how they and i think they're a bunch of fucking hacks yeah like preying on like but i i'm interested to see the story of them because i yeah honestly they're they are um charlatans they're the yeah. worst people in the world yeah, but yeah i want to see jump scares and and creep me out good do well, it you're gonna get you it. it you're gonna get it i mean they got busted because they had to they like tried to i think they tried to sue whatever company produced the movie yeah and they're like well you have to pr- <laughs> you have to prove that goats are real so they settled out of court <laughs> or something something like that i we'll get into it next uh next week <laughs> how <Yeah>. about that <laughs> um all right so i got a great movie for you all right uh, i i was introduced to somebody yeah clarify 
Okay. I've heard a little <laughs> bit about her. Uh, I need you to watch it's Unsane. It's yes. on uh, streaming on Amazon right now. Check it out. It. I think you'll like it. I hope you like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, we'll find out next week. Yeah. I'm in. Um, Absolutely. Um, so I'm kind of sticking. I think le- my last recommendation was Young Guns. Sticking in that area. Um, I think this is one of the best Westerns of all time. Uh, for my streaming recommendation this week in uh, 1992, uh, Unforgiven. Oh, yes. Great. That's streaming great on movie. Netflix. Fucking I was totally s- worth worth your time. In my, I think in my 11th grade English class, we had to make a presentation. We had to do a public speaking thing for at least 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I did mine on water skiing because I was a pretty good water skiing and I got a C. Nice. And I was so jealous of the guy who got up and did his on this movie. <laughs> really? Yes. And Damn. he got an A. And because he was passionate. And... Yo. Come here. Oh, that was my dog. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my son and or my wife. Um uh, but yeah, he was so passionate about it, and like we were all enthralled. And I was like, I gotta see this movie, <laughs> you know. And it, it was it was fascinating because it was like out of the box thinking, you know. You do your presentation on, you know, and it was great. But yeah, Un- Unforgiven is such it like it is it is such a good twist on that old gunslinger thing, mm-hmm. you know. When we're, yeah. we expect to see Clint Eastwood, you know as a certain character and you see him as a different one and it's just so damn good. And, and Morgan Freeman is great. And Gene Hackman is even better. Oh yeah. It's so good. Yeah. The movie's fantastic. It's such a, I mean, the, the aged gunslinger and the, uh, the regrets that strong, uh, obviously I'm talking about it right now. I, I recommend anyone who's listening to this week and hasn't seen it. As with, as with every week, but this movie is just of a of of another caliber. It's a fantastic yep. movie. Um, and I and that's streaming on Netflix right now. Yes. Uh, and I would actually say the same of my recommendation. I'm going with Panic Room, nice a movie that I just revisited here this week. Um, and it's streaming on Vudu. So if you download the Vudu app, you can watch it. Uh, you have to watch a couple commercials in the middle of it, but. I mean, it's uncensored. It, they're not cutting anything out. But for a free app to watch, it's like uh, that other one that, uh, what, that Tubi? TBO or Tibio. Um, but Panic Room, I I hadn't seen this since the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. And it is a fantastic movie. And and since, and maybe eventually we'll get back to my David Fincher uh, yeah. uh, uh, breakdown. But this is him at his i mean it is really good it is it is it doesn't relent it is from the start to the finish it has a lot of tension yeah um it is really good movie making and it's not you know two and a half hours worth of benjamin buttons it is it's It's clever well written it's tight solid motivation um, the act, the actors are great. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't take any leaps of faith. It, it, it feels grounded in reality, and it's really, 
really fantastic. So uh, Panic Room from I think it's 2004. Uh, it's yeah, that, early I'm 2000s. Sure. Classic uh, forest. Um, Your boy Forrest. Jodie Foster is just great. 2002. Okay. Uh, Jodie Foster's greatness and a young uh, Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Who I've grown to really like as an actor. Kristen Stewart, yeah. uh, young and my. I mean, young everybody. It it's you know it's almost twenty years ago now. But uh, Jared Leto, all the actors are greatness. Yeah. And Forrest Whitaker, who I really don't like generally, was great. Dwight Yoakam was fucking badass, but uh, pussy. And Jared Leto, <laughs> probably my favorite performance that he had ever. So. Really? Yeah. Yep. I liked him in Dallas Buyers Club, but this okay. one. That was is, the one I was gonna. Yeah, I mean, he was great in that, but this one was I, because he, because he's so self-involved, he he let himself be just this whiny little mm-hmm. person in it, in like, hey, thirty seconds, thirty seconds to Mars. Neat. No what offense. was that movie where there's a TV show? Something. Oh, um, that he's. Oh, where he came what? from? The show he came from, My So-Called Life? No, 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 no. Oh. Um, where everything was related to, how long is it going to take there? Uh, like three trips to Mars? Oh, I have no Because idea. everything was measured in, because <laughs> he thought it would take 30 seconds to get to Mars. It'd take like three <laughs> Mars trips, like 90 seconds. <laughs> uh, it was a, some stupid movie. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know that one. Like that's how he would reference time. It's like uh. three Mars trips, and the person that was like talking, it it takes longer to get to Mars than thirty seconds. Yeah, but is that where the band name comes from? I mean, it sounds like it, right? No, no, that's it, he, the person. I don't remember this movie. I just or the TV show, uh-huh. but. His he only knew pop culture references, and he just assumed that it oh. took thirty seconds to get to Mars, and he was just like a Dumbo, you know what I mean? And like he, that's actually pretty funny, then. right? Three like Mars he, all trips. his references were like, it should take us uh, three trips to Mars to get there. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I like that. Um, thirty seconds to Mars, not so much. Uh, would you? I did a couple good songs. Mm. I just, I honestly, I hate Jared. You Leto. can't get, you can't get past him. I understand. Yeah. Um, is it better than his performance as the Joker? Yeah. Is it better sure. than his performance as the Joker in the Skrillex and Rick Ross music video "Purple Lamborghini"? I have not seen it, and I think we should both stop and watch it together. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should. Oh man. Yeah, I really just wanted to get to that because I'm looking. At, I'm looking at his uh, actor credits, and there's like a bunch of like, why does he get credits as an actor for Thirty Seconds to Mars music videos? Yeah, well, come on, Skrillex. Yeah, what? I, I I mean, I am old, and uh-huh. I don't know things, but I know Skrillex is done, and I know Rick Ross is done. Oh, Rick Ross is never going anywhere. He's a industry staple. No, he's that's not, not a good he's thing. A, he's a uh, wasn't he wasn't he like a uh, uh, correctional officer? Oh yeah, he was not 
he's, he's no f- way affiliated with Free Ray Ricky Ross at all. <laughs> no, he's he's a wankster, as we call them. Yeah, uh, but, but he's he's also put out like eight albums on Def Jam, so can't beat him, I guess. No. Uh, but yeah, the I, I've always had a weird relationship with that, like the dubstep music, because it was very it's very like rooted in industrial. Like I'm watching, <laughs> but yes, because it, like, <laughs> it's either one thing or another. Yeah. Um, it's either uh, nine inch nails or it's knee, yeah. right? Nine, nine or nine inch nails. Yeah, nine, <laughs> nine inch nails. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm watching a little bit. There's a really big fat guy. Yeah, that would on be, this video. That'd be Ricky Rose. Who? Rick Ross. <laughs> no, can't be the guy with a huge belly. The belly that hangs down to the guy's knees. Rick Ross? Is it? The it can't be. Beard and sunglasses? No, there's a guy with no shirt on and his belly hangs to his knees. You oh, need to watch the beginning oh, of this no. video again. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm coming in right behind you. <laughs> All right. Purple Lamborghini. With a lot of knives hanging around. Yeah. Was this was this song in the... It, it wasn't in the soundtrack. I think it was... Oh, yeah. Oh, was it? I think it was um, in the. Hmm. I wonder what's going to end this this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, next, uh, weirdly enough, I, I'm on YouTube, and the up next is Joyner Lucas's "I'm Not Racist." I'm like, I don't know what these two have to do with each other, but okay. Uh, yeah, no, Rick Ross is in the like white top coat. God, that was such a bad joker. Oh yeah, so I see yeah, that that wow, that's gross. Like that guy needs help. Yeah, that's a big belly. Like yeah. Skrillex is just so weird like lost boys looking. What's his whole thing? Uh, yeah, he <laughs> is um he looks like the guy He looks from, like Corey uh, Feldman kind of. No, he looks like a guy from uh, Paradise Lost, like one of those kids that got wrongfully or maybe rightfully convicted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> per- so one of those, one of those convicted kids. Tough to say. Yeah. <laughs> they may have uh, sacrificed <laughs> kids to the devil. Yeah. We don't know. Well, I haven't seen a purple Lamborghini yet in this video. No, I know, right? A <laughs> lot of, lot of. Uh... Medium Joker shots. Mm-hmm. How much do you think he hated this? Like Who? he Jared Leto? hated this. Doing the vi- maybe he's doing the playing a big video? joke in the world. Jared Leto. Yeah, maybe he is the clown prince of cinema, but hmm. I have my doubts. No, I I think that he's so <clears throat> self serious that Jared Leto isn't in this movie or in this uh, music video. I think the Joker's in this music video. Probably. I think that he's just so self-absorbed. That I I've kind of turned a like hard corner where I'm like fuck method actors. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, well, fuck the method actors that don't really do good stuff like uh, Daniel Day Lewis. I'm still do ga- your thing. Do I, your thing. I Give think that that is there will be blood. Oh, I l- give look. me uh, Gangs of New York. He's given some incredible performances, but 
I'm much more impressed with the stories I hear of Brian Cranston goofing around on set. And when oh, yeah. they say action, he is that character. Then yeah. I'm going to stay in character for six months to, to that's the type of person who's like pretentious for no reason. And I yeah. think that's Jared Leto is pretentious for no reason. I, I agree with you. I agree. Oh, he was born in Louisiana. Never mind. Louisiana. I like him. <laughs> He's tight. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Panic Room, uh, stream on Vudu. Download your Vudu app. Hook it up to your Apple TV or however, however you stream. You don't have to pay for anything. All you have to do is watch a couple commercials. And they've got some good – We've I've run down the list uh, a couple weeks ago nice. of what they have on it. So they always right. got good stuff. Um, and the other – one last thing I wanted to talk about was a movie called – oh, you know what? You know what? Since we're just catching up and we're not going to have a whole lot to yeah. finish up, I got two things. Um, I watched. Uh, I started watch the series The Deuce uh, yes. on HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about like 1971, 72, 73, uh, New York City, uh, the grimy, gritty uh, New York City prostitutes, uh, pimps, the sex trade the um the uh pornography and stuff like that and it kind of dives into that um maggie gyllenhaal's in it as one of the main persons and uh what's his name uh the gosh darn it starting to lose my uh, measure um we all know him and we all all damn it sorry why? I mean, it's such a easy name to. Um. No, mother puss bucket. James Franco. Yes. Yes. Um, and he's really good in it. Really good. Um, mm. it is a uh, it's it's it is directed or um, kind of uh, the guy that did the wire. Um. Uh, David Simon, yeah. he's he's one of the creators of this, so it's it's uh, true to the time. Uh, it feels it feels real. There's it comes and goes. Uh, it as far as enjoyable, like I don't know if I'm going to really get involved in it, but like it's worth a watch to see if you like it. There's you know um, it is the seedy side. It's not the glamorous side in yeah. New York uh, at that point in time. Pre Giuliani. And one last thing for me before, and then I'll let you you roll with it, um, mm-hmm. is uh, so we've talked about Time Suck on yes. this here program, another good podcast we've been listening to. And uh, they did one on a guy named Bud Dwyer. And it, it rings a special, and I did a whole thing on uh, Span of Void this week about it too. Mm-hmm. Um a guy who on national or not national TV, but on live TV, live local TV, he pulls out a 357 Magnum, shoots himself in the head. And he is a politician. And uh, uh, Dan Cummins, the host of Time Suck, kind of dives into what uh, the situation around it. Like it's it, it is a it's a it's a podcast. Pretty much what it's uh how it's said i mean it, he wastes a bunch of time just to get us some information on stuff you may or may not have already known yep and um and he really i think he does a really good job of explaining the situation and and there's a, a movie that goes with this stream on 
Amazon Prime called an honest man, the Bud Dwyer story. Um, and it's, if it's a good, it's not a movie. I don't think you would watch without listening to time suck. I'd say, mm-hmm. listen to time suck and then use this as a, um, kind of a compilation. Yes. Yes. Um, to it. So, uh, yeah, if you get a chance to listen to that and then watch an honest man stream on Amazon. Nice. So. Yep. Nice, nice. All right, so I, uh, for the first time in probably, I would say at least a decade, I uh, hopped on to Voodoo, courtesy of one of our friends and listeners, uh, and watched 1987's Predator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, in uh, the spirit of what it comes out this Friday, I think Pred- the Predator. Yes, yeah, the 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 Predator is coming out. Um, so uh, the Predator direct or Predator, <laughs> directed by John McTiernan, um, who also did the Last Action Hero and uh, Die Hard. <laughs> He's done some other. Th- he um, dude, he had a stretch there. Yeah, with Die Hard. Predator and what was the other one um, that were it was amazing. Hunt um, for Red like, October. Yeah, a three-year stretch there between yeah. those three movies that probably were the most profitable movies. Like, like he crushed it. He did the '99 yeah. Thomas Crown Affair remake, which I it's, like. Um, but I love that movie. Yeah. Um. But he, yeah, he's. He's actually only done. I'm looking. He's only got eleven director credits. He got in some financial. I heard an interview with him, mm-hmm. and I was gonna wait to to tell you. Um, yeah, he let's do it. Got into some financial problems and maybe has spent a little bit of time in jail. Oh, okay. Thanks to that, but um, he has a pretty good sense of humor about himself. And uh, yeah, oh, he did uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. But yeah, um, yeah, he's one of those Hollywood types who yeah. either fell into it or knew how to direct action or whatever it was. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So um, we were talking about this earlier. It, this this movie kind of like wrote the book on like eighties action tropes. Um, it's a bunch of uh, Jack dudes. <laughs> And they go, so the thing that I, that I was going to tell you about, and you're like, save it, save it. <laughs> There's a sequence here where they go to, um, I'm sure you remember, Liberate, or uh, maybe not Liberate, but it's shut down, I guess, this um, kind of like shanty town of, of bad guys. Right. In, they got uh, to get the CIA operative out of there. Right? Yeah. And <laughs> I think this is... For for movies, I remember doing this. I think this is the earliest I remember, where they're just there's a hail of gunfire, and things are just like wood is getting hit with bullets and just erupting in fiery explosions. <laughs> like uh. <laughs> there's I. I hear some noise coming from the bedroom. Never mind. Um, there, there are these just like, <laughs> just 
laughable. It, like well, when the they, type of when, thing uh, MacGruber would make one fun of. Their, one of their guys gets pulled into the jungle, and they all just unload. And in, in, uh, mm-hmm. what's his name? Jesse Ventura is sitting there, just yeah, using his minigun and just gatling, mowing down yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, and there's just like these arbitrary <laughs> explosions, and like it's so people, funny yeah, to people watch. People diving now. out of uh, pillboxes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, He's dug in there like an Alabama tick. Yeah, yeah. I, this movie, it, one thing, very much quotable, except for the slackjaw faggot line. Um, <laughs> uh, when uh, the future governor of Minnesota is offering people chaw, <laughs> yes, and they all pass. Um, Yo, <laughs> that is. I would say it's a good. It's a good quote for for him. Yeah, for you. Fire. Uh, no, there, there's a lot of like the great Arnolds that get to the chopper. You're one ugly motherfucker. Jesse mm-hmm. Ventura Dylan, ha- ain't got time son to breathe. Of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the handshake that turned into a meme. Uh, yeah. There, I mean, there's a lot of great things in here. Um, but we were kind of having this discussion earlier of the does it hold up? <laughs> And I've, I I won't say never been a fan, but I think especially since starting to do this podcast and actually having to, not well, but having to force myself to articulate my opinion. Right. um, I think that the whole idea of like, does a movie hold up is, or, or, or saying a movie holds up is really it's um parallel to saying i still like it because if yeah. someone who has never seen this movie before watched it today and they it, and they enjoyed it i would be i would be, be questioning i'd be right. dumbfounded because it just this movie no, well did here not... let me ask you this though okay before go you ahead, go into go that because like to watch a movie like uh the african queen mm-hmm. you know like does it hold up to what we expect now or do I have my, I mean, cause really it's, this movie is older than you are. Yes, it is by a year. And <laughs> so like, and like you have to watch it in, in the context because you can't watch a movie like, um, like the African, African queen or yeah. treasure Sierra Madre sure. or uh, like Casablanca. I'm doing all, of, but I'm thinking of like, classic movies or, or right. even gone with the wind you can't even you, you have to look at it with some kind of historical eye don't you yeah i agree that that um the the context of the time matters for sure um but with those movies you named there's a couple things like one the black and white um really kind of and i don't think is gone with the wind's not black and white no, um, but African Casablanca Queen, is African Queen Casablanca, uh, for example, like that f- firmly roots it in a different time. And, you know, the the 80s will have been over for 30 years in two years. Yeah, um, could the, the entire decade. Uh, 
That's how math works. Mm. End time. Mm. Uh, <laughs> didn't need to done. explain that. My bad. Uh, but um, so those movies are in the past, but there's less because those type of movies are still being made. Um, we still have context for who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. And so I think that it's a little more difficult to ask an audience member maybe because there aren't those like obvious like oh it's in black and white oh it's this you know it's humphrey bogart you know classic old hollywood like there's (coughs) there's these certain things that put it firmly in context an 80s action movie is a a context for sure absolutely go with you on like when you compare it to a movie like Indiana Jones or uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, because mm-hmm. it doesn't hold a candle to that because that movie would, it feels timeless. Right. 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 Because a movie like Predator, Predator feels yeah. very dated. But uh, Predator is yeah. of its time for sure. And like I said, I think this is where a lot of tropes come from. And this is late in the 80s. It's kind of like the, the 90s conundrum. Where, like, the 90s, quote-unquote, is really just 89 to 94. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when people talk about the 90s, it's really just up until April of 94 when Nirvana yeah. stopped. That's right. Yeah, Kurt and Cobain. Then, and, it, and it turns into pre-2000s, yes. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then it's all new metal. It's all Slipknot from there. That's right. Um, <laughs> well, I would, say, I would say the same thing, like, a movie like... If you could, would compare like uh, the conversation mm-hmm. and the movie The Godfather, movies that came out within a year of each other, yeah, but yes, yes, a, a movie like The Conversation is a good movie, but feels dated. Mm-hmm. A movie like Godfather, timeless, and I know it takes place previous, but the it, like. You're able to appreciate. I I um, I, don't, I think we're kind of arguing the same sides of the. Or, yeah, you know, I mean it's different sides of the same coin or something. Yeah, you know I mean? and all it and really all it comes down to is personal. How how much are you willing as a as a person? You know, to, it's it's up to the individual to how they feel about this movie. But well, yeah, I would say yeah. like a movie like Commando, which mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. But also very dated. Yeah, it doesn't even hold a it doesn't hold a candle to Predator. I think right. Predator's a much much. Well, you know what? I I can see your point though because a movie like Die Hard, the guy that made the same movie, right. Die Hard and Predator. I mean, Die Hard's uh, a far superior movie. Yeah. Well, here's the so here's the other thing that kind of um, is. I need to stop playing with that before I pull a Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> The uh, the other thing that makes it difficult is that the special effects are bad. Mm. Like the yeah. the the camouflage effects, obviously, it's of its time, and in the context of its time, if this were nineteen eighty seven, I'd probably be impressed. Um, and I remember the first time watching it, I enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it. Like I I'm not here to shit on this movie, but it's more of a discussion of. What does it holds up mean? I mm. guess, um, but the effects are not good, um, and 
like that that sort of thing like i think that this is tough to sell the concept is really strong and i think that's another thing is the concept of the predator is kind of ingrained in popular culture yeah at this point um but the actual source is i i think it's a difficult sell to to a new mm. audience and i think and, that's why probably, it's being remade I'm definitely looking at it through uh my 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 younger eyes because mm-hmm. um when i saw i mean i saw this movie in the theaters i was 11 years old or t- 10 10 or 11 years old that's bad and um yeah it's awesome it, oh, yeah <laughs> i'm all Except for that for, we did you know as a 10 or 11 year old i went out in the woods hunting with my father and he'd uh-huh. take me out and put me in the tree stand. And there are a lot of things in the, in the woods that sound like, <laughs> yeah. Clicking noises. Yeah. And... Clicking noises that freaked me the fuck out when it was like, he would put me in my tree stand like an hour before light came, or at least yeah. it felt like an hour before light, or it felt like lifetimes. Like I would sit there and think everything was a monster coming to get me, even though I had a gun or a bow and arrow. Right. Um, yeah. I, I just, it, that freaked me out. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that for sure. Yeah. That's, that's probably the main reason this movie is ingrained in my mind. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can see but that. It's, um, it, but it's quotable. Do... It's got the, it's got the, uh, they did Ensemble. the Jaws formula too of not really showing the creature until late, late, late in the movie, right? Yeah. I mean, kind of. I mean, they have a little bit of the jump. Yeah, thing. I mean they they have these suggestions here and there, but they also show like the opening credits is an alien ship yeah. landing in the jungle, yeah. which I don't know. I mean, I mean that's not a bad. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It it gives you a little bit of context. I don't think it. It detracts from anything, but it's, um, but the, it, the it interview I know heard there's something the going on was, um, uh, cause Jean-Claude Van Damme was supposed to play the, yeah. the predator and they had to fire him because he just wanted to do like spin kicks and stuff <laughs> and like wanted to do all that <laughs> shit and they had to fire him because no way, I, not Jean-Claude. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it was it it was one of those sets where, you know, there was so much, not only like people doing like super amounts of steroids, <laughs> but a lot of coke, I'm sure as well. And I'm sure it, it probably felt like doing it was like the uh, the island of Doctor Moreau mm-hmm. <laughs> type thing. It, uh, yeah, I heard the interview on uh, the Levitard show. Okay, this is this is a while ago, probably three or four months ago. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a fun interview to listen to. The guy was like, "Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy." Because um, what's his name, Billy, uh, the Billy character? That guy is a crazy person. Um, uh, the guy who played him. Yes, yes. Not only is he was he crazy on screen, but he was a crazy person off screen. Like he would get into fights with everybody. Like no one to hang out with him. Uh, no. They had to get like his own room and like security around him and stuff. It was nuts. Wow, that's yeah. Really yeah. weird. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Yeah, and and the second movie had Gary Busey in it, so like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're having a good run. Yeah, that's right. Damn it! I'm uh, fuck. 
I really want someone to like sh- just shit on this movie on IMDb. I'm looking for a weird review, as we kind of talked about uh, last episode. But oh yeah, a lot of eight, nine, and and tens. <laughs> oh, there. That's yeah. Look, um, I, I I enjoy this movie, but but I'm I'm trying to imagine like a set of fresh eyes because you have a certain expectation when I talk about the Punisher being like ingrained in popular culture, I think yeah. that people or have Batman. A, yeah. People have a certain expectation or Batman versus the predator, which mm-hmm. I think oh. was a thing. That's pretty sweet. I did I think dark. Cause like dark horse got the rights to alien and predator, which I think is where alien yeah, versus there was, predator there was versus got started. Um, well, the reason why they made that, well, yeah, we talked about it last time is that they made the Alien vs. Predator because they couldn't decide on what the next Alien franchise would be, and they didn't want to lose the rights to it. Right. And they made so they made Alien vs. Predator, same universe, same you know all that. So so. They made a fucking PG thirteen, neutered, boring movie with ice. I don't remember much about it at this point. Um, Kill yeah. me, I'm here. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, totally quotable. Um, totally enjoyable. Uh, but I'm, I don't know. I I think that the, the franchise is bigger than the movie at this point. Cause none of the subsequent movies are as good as this one. Mm-hmm. Like I no. Are we in? No. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Agreement on that one. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think we're in agreement on this movie too. It's, it's an enjoyable movie. Um, but just, I guess it's just something interesting. It kind of got me thinking about like how we, how people look at movies and how Mm -hmm. people are going to look at retrospect and like through a child's eyes and like, you know how you, your affinity for D2. Yeah. Or I think it's the greatest sports movie ever made. Yeah. What are we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. D2. That. That movie is just complete nonsense. <laughs> but I, I, I love it, though. It, I know, it cracks yeah. me up. I know. It, it's like, as a kid, I, I was like, oh, amazing. Hockey in a movie. And as an adult, I'm like, it's amazing that anyone fell for this. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I did. Um, yeah. Well, good. Um, good talk this week. I was yeah. happy to catch up with you. Yeah, absolutely. And um yeah, if you if uh listeners want to weigh in, I know we talked about some kind of heavier topics um with the the um diversifying casts, etc. I know yeah. we talked about some lighter topics like Well, I ugly, tell you next week ugly motherfuckers. Be... <laughs> <laughs> um better be sure. Um <laughs> Uh, next week we're going to do our top five gambling scenes. Yes. So if you want to get in on that, send us some tweets our way yeah. or some emails, uh, which you can do at Broomview Pod on Twitter, or you can do Broomview Pod at Gmail dot com. And uh, yeah, uh, I was thinking about trying to make a Instagram thing, but I'm mm-hmm. so bad at Instagram. Like I don't even post my own thing, so. <laughs> And I, yeah. what, I just retreat, we repost stuff. So yeah, yeah, not worth it. It's it's kind of weird for like an audio medium. 
Yeah. Like, I don't think it's a bad idea. I'm, but I know that uh, Mavs, <coughs> we, we like, gave up on that really quickly. Oh, well, I, like, I tell you what, for uh, uh, Span of Void, we mm-hmm. Oh, you guys, yeah. Started to do it. We're not very good at it, but we have been doing some adventuring podcasts where we're doing pool casts everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we've done mini golfing. We've done uh, what else have we done? Uh, bowling. Uh, we were going to go Pool for a side. hike on Appalachian Trail. Billiard last side. Week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we got rained out, so we couldn't do that. So we're going to do that. We might make do some drop in. Uh, on some listeners, nice. Depending on where you're living, so we may have a, we might fly out to see somebody in a certain place, or just drive somewhere. Um, but yeah, we're we've been having fun on Span of Void, and it, yeah. uh, last couple episodes have been well, not eh, last a bunch of episodes without the uh, the weight of uh, <laughs> Fat yes. Joe. Uh, um, well, you guys, I mean, you you've been using social media well too with your. Uh, when you guys started doing the uh, the teaser photos, oh, yeah. like that's a good idea. That's that's that stuff makes sense. I th- I feel like, and maybe I'm just not thinking, uh, being creative enough. Yeah. But, like we're I, not getting that many listeners from it, so don't. Uh... No, <laughs> I, I'm just thinking for like how we would would work something like that into to this show, just like well pictures of Joe Pesci. Yeah. And that wouldn't be a bad thing. I would, no, I would follow. I'd follow an Instagram that only posts Joe Pesci pictures. That's right. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's I'm what our idiot. thing should be. Yeah. Just different Joe Pesci stuff. Nice. Oh, where's he been at? When's the last uh, movie he's been in? Was it the uh, Lethal Weapon franchise? Oh or no. Or has he done something since then? It's been a while. Leo Getz. <laughs> Nice. Joe Pepsi. Oh, he was in Goodfellas. Never hmm. talked about that before. Uh, wow. Uh, oh. What? Uh, Lethal Weapon 4. And then uh, that was 98. He's been in three things since then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Talk I've about being typecast. Not heard of any of those. Con fishing. Uh, all right. All well, right. hope you guys enjoyed. We'll be back next week. And like I said, we're doing some gambling scenes. Let us know what you think, and let us know what you think about this week. So, all right. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything good? For, good for the peeps? Yeah. Or oh, no, you had something that you saw. Yeah. So in in closing, I'll leave you with the uh, the tagline for the Joe Pesci Danny Glover vehicle gone fishing. Mm-hmm. Even the fish are laughing. Biggest boss and I've been in Trillis. I'm a bigger problem when I click with Sprillis. Murder on my mind, it's time to pray to God. My revolver's not religious, the revolution's born. You want to know my name, to go and tell us all. You want to know my game, suicide squad. Pistol on my waist, I might make a mistake. Dead shot, head shot, oh my God, am I crazy? Drugs every corner, this is Gotham City. Kill a prop, can't even kidnap you to cut out your kidney. Ain't no mercy, got that purple Lamborghini lurking. Rose, so she know that pussy worth it. Flooded Rolex at the Grammy Awards. They still selling dope, that's those Miami boys. Killers everywhere, it ain't no place to run. Forgive me 
for my wrongs, I have just begun. Ain't, ain't no mercy, ain't, ain't, ain't no mercy.